Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Big Q Podcast, focusing on the ethics of immersion and study abroad. With me today are three SCU community members who have been engaging in research on this topic, Chansa Schmidt, Gabby Karn, and Professor Michelle Bazanson. Professor Bazanson, who are you at SCU? Hi, I'm an associate professor in the Department of Anthropology. I'm also currently the chair of the Department of Anthropology, and I lead a field course every summer to Costa Rica. Awesome. Chansa, who are you? Hello, I'm a current junior, class of 2018. I am a student ambassador on campus as well as an intern for the Center of Sustainability. And I actually participated in Michelle's summer course in Costa Rica, and that's how we um, really got to know each other. And I've also participated in an immersion trip to the Philippines through the Ignatian Center, as well as another uh, week-long trip to Baja California Sur with the Environmental Science and Studies Department. Cool. And Gabby, who are you at SCU? Hi, um, I am a senior environmental studies and anthropology double major, and I am a fan of campus recreation. I've worked there for four years, um, and I also have gone on multiple immersion programs. I went to Bhutan for a quarter with the School for Field Studies. I participated in the West Virginia immersion trip um, through the Ignatian Center, and I have also been lucky enough to participate in Michelle Bazanson's Costa Rica Field School. Awesome. Well, welcome, all of you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. So this topic feels incredibly relevant the deeper we get into spring quarter because soon Santa Clara will be sending many of its students off on immersion trips this summer as well as summer and fall study abroad experiences. Immersion trips and study abroad programs can provide wonderful opportunities for personal growth and development for those students who engage in them. However, Santa Clara's mission to create students of conscience, competence, and compassion cannot be carried out if study abroad programs and immersion trips, along with those who participate in them, are not reflecting on the ethical implications of their actions on both the people and the places they interact with during the course of their abroad experiences, focusing on the impacts they have had on the communities and environments they leave behind. In order to examine this topic in your research, you all focused on various aspects of the ethics of study abroad and immersion trips. Could you give the listeners a brief overview of your research project? Yeah, so on a very basic level, like you said, this project was kind of delving into the ethical dimensions of immersion programs. And so by immersion programs, we mean study abroad programs, the immersion through the Ignatian Center, um, but also field schools, research abroad, things like that at Santa Clara as well as other universities. And so by impacts of these immersion programs, we mean um, like community impacts with regards to economic and environmental um, aspects of the program. And from so delving into this topic, we found um, that we wanted to find ways to mitigate this impact as well. So this ties into how we prepare students, what information they're given, and what points of contact are available to them while they are participating in these immersion programs. Awesome. 
In terms of global engagement at Santa Clara and many universities, we're super keen to be um, engaged globally. And we think about what that experience might mean with the local community, and we think about what that might mean for the individual student that's traveling abroad. And it, it seems like everywhere we look, there's immersion potentials here at Santa Clara. And we just wanted to understand, is that exactly what we should be doing? And if so, how do we prepare for these situations? How do we prepare our students? And then how might we better assess our own impacts at these places? Very nice. So what do you think is the biggest ethical issue facing study abroad and immersion programs and the students who participate in them and why? I can, I can start with that one. I, I think it, it's hard to define a single biggest impact, but I'd say what um, our research is so, showing so far and what Gabby and Chanza have shown is that for the individual student, I'd say the biggest impact is ethical concern is that they feel unprepared. And they don't, students don't necessarily know how an ethical code of conduct that they read on campus might be applied in a, a new cultural um, context. And then thinking broader and more ultimately with regard to ethical concerns, I'd say, um, how we impact local communities. Because it's very easy to have a warm and fuzzy feeling because we've spent two weeks in a new cultural context thinking that we might be helping to build community, but we, we don't actually know what happens after we leave and what that lasting impact can be. Also, when we started our research, we found there is you know, plenty of articles and papers written on how important it is for students to gain this experience before they graduate to make them marketable in the job force. And we had a hard time finding um, any or really papers, studies done on this topic on not just the students but the communities that they're going to. Um, and what this reflects is that programs, universities, um, they are not taking the time to really think about this lasting impact. They are not tracking um, any sort of information really because they are so focused on making sure students are getting what they need. Um, I would say there are a couple things too that kind of leading up to this research some some things that we've learned uh, both Chanza and Gabby have experienced in several abroad programs and you know wondered after they returned about the impact of these programs. Chanza you're going um, for another program this mm -hmm. summer. Um, and there, there are two papers that came out, and I, humbly I'll say that one of them was my paper um, that was based on information that I learned just doing field schools with sustainability abroad. And we have an excellent um, center for sustainability here, but sometimes the things we learn about being sustainable on campus don't translate to fragile environments. So a student that received a Hackworth grant um, back in 2012, and I went out and actually looked at sustainability in Costa Rica. And that, just working with that student, doing that paper, that's how I started to, to think about the ethics of all of this. And then another paper that came out in 2014 um, in PLOS by um, Kate Clancy, 
Robin Nelson, Julianne Rutherford, and Katie Hind um, that's titled A Survey of Academic Field Experiences, um, actually interviewed academics to look at sexual assault and sex and gender misconduct in the field, which is pretty common if you read their paper. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of those two things that sparked this interest in me. And then um, Chanza and Gabby and I had a meeting early last year, and this seemed to be something that they were pretty concerned about as well. Yeah, seems like an important issue. Okay, so why do you think it is important to focus on study abroad and immersion trip ethics specifically? And like, like why not just focus on ethics in general? Do we have some sort of obligation to be more ethical when we are away than when we are home? Yeah, so um, that's a really good question. And we kind of um, talked about it. I think Michelle mentioned it a second ago, but... It's the whole idea with immersion programs is that we're sent by these organizations and they're either universities or they're privately run organizations and there are these general ethical guidelines, especially on the university level, about academic integrity and sexual misconduct and things like that. And it is really hard to transfer those very broad guidelines into fields where the infrastructure is not the same, like the communication, the people aren't the same. And what we found is that a good portion of the students that went abroad were in or near fragile ecosystems. And so that kind of heightens the amount of impact they can have, especially with regards to sustainability and the environment. Additionally, a lot of universities will just send their students abroad with their current handbook, their same guidelines as if they were living at their current uh, university, but they're not. They're in a totally different culture, just like Gabby said, and surrounded by different people. Um, And maybe abroad in another country, there are different informal rules and whatnot um, that students aren't really aware of when they go abroad. Um, And especially for sexual misconduct, like Michelle mentioned earlier, um, the rules can be a little bit different. Or for some international programs or different areas in the world, um, sexual sexual misconduct is more acceptable than what it is here in the U.S. Um, And so how do we prepare students to handle that? And the answer we found is um, maybe we don't. Um, And I think with regard to ethics in general, and this is specific to codes of conduct, um, at many universities, um, codes of conduct focus on student behavior. This is how you act with integrity with regard to plagiarism or academic integrity or this is how you act when you're drinking and you know with alcohol but they they might not say this is what you do if something happens to you or this is how you report if you know blank happens and so I think what can be I don't think we necessarily need to be more ethical but we need to think about ethics when we're out there if something does happen where do you report If you are subject to sexual harassment or misconduct, who do you go to? Do you go to your program director? Well, what if it was the program director that did it? Or do you go to your home institution? It can be really confusing how to report. If 
you're a victim or if you're a bystander. So I think we're, we're looking at just kind of a different ethical context, and we need to think about it that way. And I think many universities really think about these things just on campus. Other examples of unpreparedness that we found in our survey was the Paris attacks. Um, some students were abroad and they... Yeah, I was abroad during those. Yeah, they didn't know what to do or who to go to. Um, and there was a program in South Africa that... Um, or There was a program in South Africa where there were protests going on um, and those protests became violent and the semester stopped not even halfway through and the students didn't really know what to do and they didn't have a point of contact um, and they they really struggled abroad but um, what's what's amazing is that these students didn't let those moments of unpreparedness ruin their abroad experience they just wish that they had more resources how do you like do you in your research, did you find any specific tangible ways that the school could improve on these issues? Like any specific thing that they that you can clearly see that they could have done better or that in general would have made the experience more conducive to like ethical reflection and ethical behavior? I, I it, it, This is really difficult because our, our, glo our global engagement office is awesome and and it's just there are so many programs and so unexpected so many unexpected things that can happen right. so if if something's happening you might not take the opportunity to go through the whole website to figure out who to contact it, it might happen so fast you don't know what what to do so i i think it's difficult to say what can be done better but I think that there needs to be much more explicit and visible resources for students on these abroad programs and that the responsibility doesn't just lie in our global engagement office. It lies with faculty advisors who are, you know, oftentimes as faculty, we say, oh, you're going abroad. Okay, I don't need to advise you. <laughs> That's <laughs> done. Um, so I think there's roles that faculty members can play. There's roles that departments can play in sending their students abroad. There's roles that students can play in figuring out their own stuff. Um, they're adults by this time. So looking for the resources and we faculty can better role model that when we teach these engagement programs. So there's a lot of different things at different levels. Um, and a lot of it just starts with looking at all the different websites, our global engagement office, state department website, the CDC for looking into health. Then if you're in a specific program that um, is run by another organization looking into their website and then asking questions at orientation when you when you experience that right yeah and um going off of that so with um, orientations and things like that we found that a lot of programs are not very or the orientations are not very program specific so a ton of them are geared more towards european countries and a lot of students at this university and other universities of course they go to places that are not as well traveled like so I went to Bhutan, and that was the first semester program that had occurred that had been partnered with Santa Clara University. And so oh, wow. there was not very much program-specific information. And I know that the Global Engagement Office is trying to change that. So this year they have had more program-specific orientations with more information 
specifically on those countries. Um, but there's also, like outside of the um, university-specific programs, the doing research with professors abroad and things like that, I think that a lot of the responsibility lies in the organizers of that. So the trip that Chanza and I went on with Michelle, we were given a ton of information on specifically sustainability and um, sexual misconduct within the field. So we were given um, contracts for behaviors and we were given this information. We had to go over it. We had to sign it and we had to keep it with us the entire time in case something like that did happen. So we knew who to contact and specifically what the protocol was in case something like that were to happen. And we were given very specific information with regards to like our environmental impact, for example, the community that we lived in, they burned a lot of their trash. And so we were told that. And upon being told that, we were more aware of how we disposed of our trash and how that might impact the local community if we were to just leave it there and it were to get burned and how that would affect the people there and the environment. And yeah, so more program-specific information and more knowledgeable leaders, I think, in those programs. And the real beauty of going abroad with Michelle and her own program is that she had the power to really develop all of these different codes of ethics. And she has spent enough time with this local community at the specific field site to really know um, and to be able to see the impact that her students were having and create those codes of conduct um, to change that. And the struggle is um, is that the Global Engagement Office does not have that experience. They do not have that intel or know how to be able to make these specific codes of conduct. Um, and this is where it really becomes important that individual programs are getting involved and making sure that they are aware of um, the conduct of the students that are participating in their programs and that they are starting to realize that they do have an impact and how do we how do we track that how do we change that yeah that makes a lot of sense so i know that for a lot of people the study abroad experience is kind of a mini european vacation kind of um that was my impression with a lot of the students that I attended my study abroad program with um and I guess my question is how do you think that the school or these programs should be ensuring that students remember to act ethically while abroad because I think a lot of them look at it as a break you know and aren't really focusing on anything but themselves and their own experience and how much they want to do while they're abroad and accomplish and experience and all of that. And they aren't really thinking about the community that they're impacting or the environment that they're impacting when they just get like plopped in there and can potentially wreak a lot of havoc and then just leave. So how do we make sure that students remember in like their ethical code this is this is a really difficult question because we we have the study abroad office but we also have immersions happening everywhere on campus that aren't necessarily under the umbrella of study abroad and so i i think it's i mean the study study abroad under the global engagement office in general 
has been working pretty hard to narrow the choices so that they don't have students just going everywhere and having these choices be more say discipline specific instead of just I want to go to semester at sea and be on a boat and learn and party um, instead you know thinking about if you're a public health major what program might work for you and then for example the El Salvador program might be a good fit there and so they've been working really hard at, at really trying to target these opportunities but I, I think the issue that we see in that Chanza, Gabby, and I have discussed quite a bit is that there are student-led programs, there are spring break immersions, there are immersions that are in the different schools and the College of Arts and Science here. There are so many different things going on. I mean, global engagement is part of our mission on campus. I mean, it's pretty important here. So it's, I think, figuring out how to have a, a single set of ethic codes or something like that is right. pretty difficult. And so I think in terms of an, a university, and this is not just Santa Clara. I mean, we, we talk to people outside of Santa Clara. This is all over. Yeah. Um, and so I think the, the issue is, I think what's really important is that we assess the programs, we do impact analyses, and we maybe do more with our students after they return because it was just the three of us talking after they returned that we came up with this idea for this work. And if I had just said, oh, you go abroad and, you know, send me a postcard, maybe, um, <laughs> we might not have, have come there. So I think what might be really great moving forward is if we have, you know, some pre-immersion and um, post-immersion, say, single-unit courses or things like that where everyone gets together and really talks about impact because it, it's difficult. I mean, Johns and Gabby did a really nice job at talking about my field course, but that's – I've taught 14 field courses. I've TA'd six different field courses for three different professors – it, I didn't even really think about sustainable behavior or impacts on the economy of our field site until I was 10 years in. And, mm. you know, not everyone has the benefit of that experience in a single location. So another... Mm. How do I say this? <laughs> a really, really important part of having these ethical codes is making sure that students are aware of them and have access to them. And it's not just sent is an attachment in an email and you pretend to look at it. Um, <laughs> people really need, need to be reading through them and understanding, as well as there has to be follow through with any sort of unethical behavior. Um, and so not to you know make people afraid or anything, but if you are acting inappropriately, it has to be dealt with. It can't just be written down and right. um, ignored. So there needs to be follow through. Yeah. That's definitely, like, I know on my study abroad, there were some, there were some infractions maybe that I don't think were, uh, I don't think the follow through on the punishment was as severe as it might have been if they were here. Mm -hmm. Right, and I, I think really just knowing resources, knowing that you can call someone on campus, and it would be, and not just campus safety, but someone that might, you know, you might want to call someone and say, 
I just saw this thing happen. The student that it happened, you're a bystander. Right. And the student that it happened to might not be reporting, but you want to understand what to do moving forward. Right. Ethic, like ethics yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And just having some resources on campus. Yeah. So do you think we need like an ethics point abroad? Yeah. It'd be helpful. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? I would say I am I am so thankful for all of the opportunities I've gotten from Santa Clara to go abroad and to experience other cultures, to understand another perspective that has truly changed me and it's changed what I want to do with my life. Um, and so it is so incredibly important that these programs um, continue. And so it's also very important that there aren't mishaps in programs that shut them down. Um, and that has happened a few times. And it also happens when countries, you know, have travel warnings and things like that. So um, it's necessary for programs, universities, students to really start talking about this, to really um, do more research, to be more aware when they go abroad. Um, and I think that it'll actually make abroad experiences a lot better um, if you're truly aware of how you're interacting with the community instead of kind of just reflecting on it later. Awesome. I think the one thing that I would like to emphasize is that this wasn't just a study that was done specifically for Santa Clara University. It was a ton it was across a ton of different universities and different oh, okay. programs. And so there's there's a ton of information out there that we got from this survey that can be applied all over. This is not just for Santa Clara. And so what we found, I would say one of the biggest things that we found is just that there's so much room for improvement. And so like Chanza was saying, these programs are so important for academic and personal growth. Um, but there is just so much room for improvement, not just for Santa Clara, but for all universities participating in these types of immersion programs. Uh, Gabby and Chanza might laugh at this, but I'm serious. I think everyone should take an anthropology class um, <laughs> because it's, I, I think it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm a biological anthropologist, but I think our cultural anthropology classes really help, um, help students think about the cultural context and community engagement. And, uh, you know, I think my students that have come back from abroad programs that have a, a little bit of anthropology question their own impact in these local communities and their own engagement with local communities. So I would say, yeah, I think everyone should take an anthropology class. <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. On that note, thank you to all three of you, Professor Bazanson, Chansa, and Gabby, for coming onto the show. And I hope that those students listening to this episode, or anyone really, um, can reflect on what study abroad ethics might mean in their own lives as they embark on their adventures this summer and fall. Thanks for listening. I'm Miranda Bartos, and this is the Big Q Podcast.